You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I am fantastic, though I have been driving everyone crazy because I've been on a tangent about where Alabama might be when we wake up Sunday morning. Well, we'll talk about that in just a second. I want to, first of all, thank everybody for – for the listen we appreciate you guys so much also want to thank omaha steaks omaha steaks is a new sponsor i want to tell you about them in just a bit man i love me some omaha steaks i'll be talking about them here in just a second so so hang with it hang with me on that and uh jimmy so the college football playoff rankings came out again you know everybody already knows about that probably beating this dead horse to death but um Alabama is number three, Michigan number two, Cincinnati number four, Georgia, of course, number one, uh, Oklahoma State jumps number five, Notre Dame number six. Some very interesting comments from some of the committee where they say, hey, yeah, if you don't have a coach, I mean, that's going to factor in. And I've heard Danny Cannell, you know, scream at the top of his lungs about how unfair that is to the kids. And it is a little unfair to the kids. At the same time, I think it's I think it's uh, the right thing to do. You're not the same team. If you don't have a coach – I think that counts. So I'm I'm not saying it should be it should disqualify Notre Dame, but I am saying it should factor in to whether or not they get in, and if they do get in, where you seed them. Um, I have no problem with that. Just like if Alabama lost Bryce Young, let's say Alabama defeated Georgia this weekend, and while celebrating, somebody kicks Bryce Young in the teeth with a crane kick. Well, it, it, let's say he's got to have his whole mouth replaced. <laughs> I've never heard of that before, yeah. but what if he did? Um, and he can't play. I think that would affect whether or not Alabama number one makes it in and whether or not if they do make it in where they should be seated. So, you know, all those things do need to come into play. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Um, but whatever. So what were your takes and uh, what are your takes about what needs to happen for Alabama to get in? Should they end up losing Saturday? Well, you already brought it up. Really, the uh, the Brian Kelly news is, is really big. It, it, it's a game changer as it relates to Alabama potentially getting in the field. Um, a lot of takes, and this is all backed up with numbers. This isn't just how I feel or, or how I think it should be. These are based on actual statistical analysis by the computers and the people smarter than me and smarter than all of us that, that look at this stuff every day. And And really to sum it up, I think what it comes down to is this. If you remove Notre Dame from contention, and I don't know that that's what will happen or if that's fair, but if you – and keep in mind, Notre Dame's resume is not super. I know they have the one loss, and that is impressive. But their best win is over Wisconsin. Maybe their second and third best winner over teams like Virginia and Virginia Tech. It wasn't their fault that the schedule played out like it did. If you looked at their schedule before the season started, you're like, wow, Notre Dame's schedule's pretty tough. But so many of those teams, they play so many ACC teams, Luke, that the ACC was just bad, and most of the ACC teams that that Notre Dame played were just not good. They're supposed to be good, but they weren't. So 
apart from Brian Kelly not being available, their resume isn't that great. But if you remove Notre Dame from consideration, who's currently three spots behind Alabama anyway, with Alabama playing the number one team, would you really think losing to not just the number one team, but the number one team by metric miles is really going to force you to fall significantly? I doubt it. But my point is this. Alabama is really in contention with Michigan, Cincinnati, and Oklahoma State for the final spots. If all three of those teams lose Saturday, you can pack your bags. Alabama's in. ESPN says there's a 97% chance Alabama is in if all three teams lose, and I think that's understating it. I think it's a 100% chance if all three lose. Now, if two of those three lose, Michigan, Oklahoma State, and Cincinnati, it is almost certainly Alabama's in. Almost certainly. You can be pretty confident that Alabama's in the field, even with a loss to Georgia, if two of those three teams lose. Now, the real question and something that's more realistic is, well, what if one of the three lose? What if one of them lose? And I think this is where the interesting stuff comes in. Uh, I know the initial answer will be, well, it depends on which one. And yes, I do believe that will have some effect. But just for simplistic purposes, because our show only lasts so long, Let's just say Cincinnati loses to Houston, which is pretty realistic. They're a 10-point favorite playing at home. But Houston is the best team that they've played all year that's not Notre Dame. And Houston has won 10 games in a row. And their coach thinks he might be the next head coach in Oklahoma. So he's really gearing up for this game. Let's say Cincinnati loses and Alabama loses to Georgia. Well, number one is Georgia. Number two is Michigan. Number three is Big 12 champion Oklahoma State. Who's number four? Is it Notre Dame? No, it can't be Baylor. They just lost Oklahoma State. Are you going to put two-loss Ohio State at home sitting on their couch eating nachos while Alabama's losing to the number one team? You're still going to put Ohio State in? No, what I'm telling you is, guys, unless the committee puts in Notre Dame, unless they do, it's still going to be Alabama with only Cincinnati losing. So my whole point to this is it's not as simple as Alabama win in the end, lose, you're out. I think there is an outstanding chance Alabama could be in regardless of what happens against Georgia Saturday, which is – and again, when I talked about this incessantly last night and couldn't get anybody excited about this, I got no one excited about it, it just seems to me that Alabama fans, as opposed to playing in the playoffs, they would rather discuss ways to fire Bill O'Brien, ways to fire Pete Golding. They'd rather be angry at the kids and the offensive line and the coaches than play in the playoff. I know that sounds over the top, but, but literally you can't get Alabama fans excited about the playoff unless you beat Georgia. And uh, I find that just absurd and, and proof of what me and you have said on the show for a year, which is Alabama fans are not spoiled. They're ruined. They're just ruined. We're ruined. We're, we're absolutely ruined. Um, Alabama fans have Alabama fatigue, as you so succinctly put it yeah. in a text chain last yeah. night. I mean, and here's the other thing. If we were to beat Georgia, 
it will be a foregone conclusion we're going to win out. We're, it's over. I mean, we're just going to win. Why wouldn't we win? Well, because we're still banged up. We're, we still have a lot of issues. Our offensive line still has a lot of holes. Um, we, our running game is still uh, not up to our standards. So, yeah, th- there's a lot of reasons that we won't win it. But you won't be able to convince an Alabama fan that because no Alabama fan can live in the moment. I have begged and pleaded for Alabama fans to soak up this Iron Bowl. Yes, I mean, not just in the way like go around crane kicking Auburn fans, but I mean, in a way of, hey, we just out Auburn to Auburn in Auburn. I mean, some somebody needs – I did a show last night, our, our normal Tuesday show, and – I mean, very gladly, my co-host, who I thought was going to bring up a lot of the referee and stuff, didn't. And he actually was on my side with it. He was like, all we had to do was get a yard, you know, uh, before that, before we punted. All we had to do was stop you going 97 yards, and we couldn't do it. He said, that's that's on us. You can blame the officials all you want to, but that's on us. And and I, was, I appreciated that because I think that's the way it is. You can only control what you can control. Um, but meanwhile, I, I kept saying – you know, I'm not looking at this like, whoo, we dodged a bullet. I'm looking at it like this, like, hell yeah, I'll take that win. I'll take that win any way I can get it in that beehive of a stadium that we go to. So, yeah, so I'm taking it, and I think we should enjoy this. And whatever happens with this Georgia game, enjoy that. And whatever happens from that point forward, enjoy that. Because it's all glory is fleeting, people. So you better enjoy it. Jimmy, let me tell everybody about um, Omaha Steaks. Look, this is – Guys, I don't lie about these these live reads anyway, but I'm telling you the truth. So I got three children that live with their mom in Ohio. My father always wants to do something for them because they love when he cooks steaks. So he's, we send them Omaha steaks, or he does, or I do, or something, about once a month. And, I mean, I just love Omaha steaks. They're good. They're dependable. They're delicious. Um, they're just awesome. Uh, you know, you can have all these holiday memories with Omaha Steaks. I, my experience with gifting Omaha Steaks has been fantastic. They they show up on time. They're fresh. They're delicious. Um, it's perfect. Go to omahasteaks.com right now and enter college into the search bar. And and maybe Jimmy will whistle like he's doing right now for some reason. But if you go to <laughs> omahasteaks.com, good Lord, son, what are you doing? I'm trying to oh, live read here. Weird. Yeah, okay. well, I didn't. I was trying to wave at that eighteen wheeler. I'm on a podcast, but he just kept going. The, the mute button is your friend. Um, oh yeah, yeah but yeah, go to go to OmahaSteaks.com and enter college into the search bar to order the perfect gift package for ninety nine ninety nine. You'll get twenty four entrees like the world famous bacon wrap filet mignons, chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use college, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha Steaks burgers free with your order. We've heard all the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't you wait. Order the perfect gift package today at OmahaSteaks.com. You'll get eight free burgers when entering the code college. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks, incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. $99.99 gets you a ton of food, and you're going to love all of it. OmahaSteaks.com, promo code COLLEGE. All right, Jimmy. So um, I saw a story on Bama Online today about Will Anderson, and as if you couldn't love the guy any more than you already love him. I mean, he is he's one of those sab- – he's a more cuddly Saban bot than even Jonathan Allen. Jonathan Allen was like a true Saban bot. Like, yes, sir, I yep. will attack quarterback and destroy. 
Will Anderson is sort of like, you know, I, I just love football so much. If you tell me to sack the quarterback, I'm going to sack him. If you tell me to punt, I'm going to punt. If you tell me to run, I'm going to run. You tell me what I'm going to do, and I'm going to do it. Jonathan Allen is a, is a Saban murder bot. Will Anderson is a football-loving uh, attack machine. That And it sounds like there's not much of a difference, but there is. Um, and I think that Will Anderson's going to go down on the all Saban team, when all this is said and done and what's going to happen, you, you can bet your sweet ass on this. What's going to happen when Nick Saban finally retires, people are going to put out all Saban teams. Now, some of them will include his time at Michigan state and LSU. And, but most of them will probably just be at his time at Alabama. Will Anderson will be on that team. And so there's a good story about him and because, you know, he dreamed of playing for Georgia, just like everybody in Georgia probably dreams of playing for Georgia. And uh, Georgia just couldn't figure out where they wanted to put him. They couldn't figure out if they wanted him, you know, to be in coverage, uh, some description. They couldn't figure out where they wanted him. So he went to an Alabama camp, and he was already skeptical. He's like, I'm not going to get an offer at Alabama. At the time, he was looking at Tennessee, Georgia Tech, uh, LSU, and Auburn. And he goes to Alabama, and Nick Saban's like, yeah, we want you. We want you badly. You're our dude. And they had to do some, like, checks and make sure it's all real and it was all real and he committed you know very early like june 17th of that 2019 year so um he's just he he's he's got to be like a fan favorite i mean he, he's got to be like an all-timer i'm just you can't talk about will anderson as an alabama fan and not smile if you ask me great guy on top of being the greatest player alive today i, I do think there's a chance that he will play the game of his life against Georgia. I think he's got a lot to say to Georgia, and 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 Will doesn't talk. He he talks with his play, and uh, I'm anticipating an incredible performance from uh from Will. Uh, they're going to have to pay him a lot of attention. That frees up things for Dallas Turner, on the other side, who's also turning into just a fantastic football player. Uh, so excited about Will. Uh, I did some stats. I was looking at team stats, and it was related to Will, but looking at team stats, you know, now that the SEC season is complete, one of, one of my pet peeves is I don't like how the postseason is factored into these defensive and offensive stats. It just makes no sense because of who you have to play. I mean, everybody's played roughly the same schedule in the SEC, right? We've all played 12 games. We've all played eight SEC games. Why do our stats have to be affected by the fact we have to play the best team in the league for a 13th game, which is probably going to ding all your stats? And, and, and no one else in the league, except maybe Georgia, has to play a game against a good team. That just makes no sense. But so anyway, so I, I, I put a lot of weight into the stats I looked at today. And uh, a, a couple of quick things, and of course it's related to Willie, he's the best player on the team, certainly the best player on the defense. But Alabama finished second in the SEC in total defense, third in scoring defense. Uh, when you look at all the numbers, there's no question Alabama was, was the second-best defensive team in this league uh, and seventh nationally, which is outstanding. Uh, two of the teams finishing ahead of Alabama, by the way, Luke, were group of five schools who, who don't play the schedule that Alabama plays. So, so really, Alabama was the fifth-best defense in, in big-time college football. And uh, offensively, uh, a little bit of surprise with everybody uh, gathering up their tar and feathers to head to the O'Brien house. Uh, Alabama finished really second in the SEC in total offense, first in scoring offense. Alabama's the highest scoring team 
in the entire SEC, which is miraculous considering what Alabama lost to the NFL and the fact they had to work around a very average offensive line all season long. Uh, shout out to the Alabama coaches and players for finishing seventh in the nation in total offense, first in the SEC, the best offense in the SEC, second in the SEC, in the SEC and no one would. No one in America finished higher than Alabama in total offense and total defense combined, meaning statistically, even though Alabama played a schedule rated very high by ESPN, Alabama is the most complete team in college football, and that's what Georgia's going to have to deal with Saturday. And sorry once again to interrupt the uh, tar and feathers being shipped to the O'Brien house. Now, you know, it's funny, your, your take on Bill O'Brien is so true. Um, I will say a couple of things. First of all, um, I would, I don't know that I would be in on the tar and feathering, but would I Uber somebody to get the feathers? Probably. Or the tar. I don't know if I'd Uber them to get them both, but I'd pay for the Uber for, for one of them. Um, because I will say this, Bill O'Brien also is guiding this offense, which we know is not, uh, this offense isn't as good as last year's offense. It, it, I mean, at quarterback, I would say it's probably a wash. Wide receiver is certainly not a wash. I mean, the wide receivers last year were definitely better. They're both first-round picks. Uh, the running back, definitely better last year. The offensive line, incredibly better last year. So there was more to work with last year, there's no doubt. Um, and I talked about that on the Sports Split show last night because my Auburn core, it was like, yeah, you know, Auburn gets a lot of credit. And I said, now, look, I, I agree. Auburn gets a lot of credit. Their defense played like Pat Dye era defense against Alabama Saturday, not taking a thing away from them. However, I, I think people get caught up in this Alabama just reloads thing. Bryce Young's awesome, probably going to win the Heisman. I get it. But he was on a backup quarterback who just who's still recovering from a car wreck from a year ago. He's got a backup center. He's got an offensive line that had been abused all day, and he's without his top wide receiver. I mean, it was a uh, it, it it wasn't exactly going against the same offense from twenty twenty. Now, having said that, it is a pretty good offense, and Bill O'Brien has guided Alabama to a paltry 20 points against LSU and a measly 10 points in regulation against Auburn. That's, that's not good. That, that can't happen. Um, And I'll tell you something else that it reminded me of. Um, I I bet you Bill O'Brien like wakes up every day and thinks about, Hey man, look at my stats. My stats are kicking ass. I'm doing pretty well with these stats. My quarterback's won the Heisman. You know, I got uh, a Bolitnikoff, uh, finalist at wide receiver. I got a thousand yard rusher. I got a lot of positive things going on. And then he looks out his window and like people are literally out there with torches and pitchforks. And it reminds me of um, a few years ago, I wrote a, uh, an article about a local team here and it, a long story. And um, I was really kind of joking on myself. Like, Hey, you know, some, cause somebody said, I don't pick them in the paper enough in the like local pickums or whatever. And um they were like, you don't pick this team enough and you should do more because you're local. And I was like, I thought the whole point of picking teams was pick the one you think was going to win. But that's OK. OK, from now on, I'm picking y'all. I don't give a shit if y'all play the Yankees or the Clippers or who are the Globetrotters or, or the Patriots. I'm going to pick you. And I, and I was like, and plus, you don't want me to pick you anyway because I'm the worst pick them that's ever picked. And I wrote this whole article about how I suck at pick them, but I'm going to pick them forever now. And that whole community 
And I really thought, I swear to God, and I even let a guy from that community proofread it before because I was like, I don't want them to misinterpret this. The next day, that's probably still the most read article in Alexander City Outlook history. <laughs> it's got to be because I was getting death threats. I was getting everything. I was like, y'all know I was making fun of me, right? And they were like, no, you don't understand. And and uh, I was like, wow, okay, I will never do that again. But I feel like that's how Bill O'Brien was. Like you wake up thinking everything's great and and all of a sudden, uh, you know, it's actually worse than you thought. It, re- it also reminds me of George Costanza when uh, he thought everything was coming together for him to be able to sneak that marble rye back into his girlfriend's or fiance's house. And, <laughs> and it turns out like Kramer fed the horse beefarino and it had bad gas. And, and it just like Jerry had to steal the marble rye from the old woman. I mean, like everything that could go wrong, didn't go wrong. So I mean, it's just funny how things like that happen. But Jimmy, let me tell everybody about betterline.ag. Betterline.ag is where you want to go to put that bet in. And um, it's it's awesome. Use promo code locked on for a fifty percent bonus. Promo code locked on at betonline.ag will get you a fifty percent welcome bonus. You can bet on football, basketball, uh, baseball, uh, college football, whatever you want to bet on. Reality TV, play poker, play blackjack, play casino games, whatever at betonline.ag. A super fun site. It's growing every day. Easy to pay in, even easier to get paid at betonline.ag. All right, Jimmy, really quickly because I'm about to have to bounce out of here, but. Uh, big 7A championship game tonight. We'll talk about it later, but uh, a lot of Alabama dudes going to be playing for Thompson and potentially for Central Phoenix City too, right? Yeah, Central Phoenix City has juniors. Uh, Alabama is looking at uh, closely. Uh, I think they have a badass wide receiver again. Uh, Central Phoenix City always has good players, but Thompson, basically you could just you know put it this way. Alabama's recruiting every player that plays football for Thompson. Uh <laughs> But in particular, you need to watch out for Jeremiah Alexander, who's already committed to Alabama, Traquan Fagans, who's already committed to Alabama, and Alabama top targets, defensive lineman Peter Woods and defensive back Tony Mitchell. These are guys Alabama wants really badly. And uh, even young Fagans, a ninth grader, Fagans' little brother, uh, who's in the ninth grade, is a, is a big-time Alabama target as well uh, in the future. So uh, a lot to see. Uh, it's going to be a great game. I think Thompson will win it. I think Thompson will win it too. And also one final shout out to the one, the only, the new first lady of the state of Alabama, Rita Rodriguez. Boy, how the Lord works in mysterious ways that Rita Rodriguez didn't want to be in Alabama, therefore leading to the Crimson Tide hiring Nick Saban. And now Rita Rodriguez is at Jacksonville State. And I love Jacksonville State. And I think this is a monster hire. Jacksonville State. I want to reiterate, I think Rich Rod going to Jacksonville State is huge for that program. Monstrous. I mean, fantastic for him. It's great. I like Rich Rod. I do. I think he's a a better coach. than I think people kill him, and he's a pretty damn good coach. But I can't help but laugh a little bit at Rita, who didn't want to be here. And now she's here with a lot less money. But say la vie that's the way it goes and i really i should be thanking her instead of like maniacally laughing about this but i can't help it i mean it's just it's just my nature i thought karma found a way to get her in the end but that's that it's funny and so awesome. jimmy it's funny and awesome that's what that it is, is. awesome is. for jack state uh funny story but uh what a fantastic hire as they're transitioning into fbs football they couldn't have made a better hire in my opinion uh it's funny how 
You know, Bill O'Brien, back to Bill O'Brien. I mean, I mean, he has such a negative uh, – you get a negative reaction from fans because they remember him losing at Houston, and it's the last thing they saw, and it's the last memory they have of him being in a prominent position. And, and then they look at Rich Rod, and they think of, of what a disaster Michigan was and then what a disaster Arizona was, and, and, and it's recency effect, and that's what people look at. But he has been tremendously successful, and he didn't hit his head and get dumb. It's just winning in the sport consistently is very, very difficult to do. You know, has ruined us into making us think that everybody everywhere just wins all the time. No, only Nick does this. It's funny that Super Bowl winning coach Bruce Arians still can't get arrested in Alabama because people are mad at him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Perfect example. Perfect example. For a meaningless game in 97, where we had a losing record, we still hate Bruce Arians with every fiber of our being. And he's gone on to win a Super Bowl and coach the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, All right. I got to run. But uh, all right, buddy, we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Until then, roll tide. Roll tide.